Live from the WTAD studios in the Lincoln Douglas Building in downtown Quincy, it's time to pull up a chair and assemble today's WTAD News Roundtable. if I'm allowed to do this, but I guess game night for this school season is complete. It's over. So I guess it's totally within my purview to... Oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah. And what is that wonderful tune? Go Tigers! There you go. That is the uh, the uh, the theme song, the fight song for uh, Edwardsville High School called Loyalty. And the only right. lyrics you remember was Go Tigers. Go Tigers. In, in all honesty, if you if you watch the video and you you listen to the student body while the dance team's out there performing, the only words you actually hear anybody <laughs> say are Go Tigers. And I graduated school thinking that those were the only words to the song. Uh, my wife, who was a cheerleader, corrected me, and she's probably she's she can say them now, probably she's memorized. But, I only know but, Go Tigers. But can she sing while rolling her eyes at you at the same time? Oh yeah, okay. She can multitask if if one of those is rolling her eyes at me. Oh yeah. Uh, Mary's coming in doing the Macarena to Go Tigers. Go no wait a minute. It's, what was? She's uh, no, we're not. No, this is Edwardsville Tiger uh, fight song, Loyalty Mary. But your your chief impersonation was fantastic. And entirely inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I got uh, messages last night from uh, many people around the area. Edwardsville defeated uh, Quincy High Blue Devils again last night on these airwaves, uh, ending the Blue Devils uh, season. Yeah, all right. It happens. Your tigers are still alive. Still alive. It has. It hasn't been a, uh, one of those uh, magical seasons in Edwardsville. But hey, anytime the tigers beat the Blue Devils, I get I get a little bit of bragging rights and can wear my Edwardsville. You're entitled cap. to that. Yeah. Sure. Anyway. Time to get on the fighting Illini bandwagon now. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, goodness. Welcome to the uh, Wednesday edition of the News Roundtable. Uh, we're going to be joined on the back half of today's show by uh, Illinois uh, U.S. Senate candidate uh, Dr. Tom Tartar uh, going to be joining us uh, in front of his visit in town next Tuesday. He's one of five candidates uh, running uh, in the primary to take on Senator Dick Durbin in a matter of weeks. So we'll talk with Dr. Tom Tartar on the back half of today's show. But first things first, in with all the latest from the WTAD newsroom, say good morning to Scott Hardy. Good morning, Quaid. Good morning, everybody. Blessing Health System has broken ground this morning on its new outpatient surgery center. That groundbreaking happened about an hour ago at the site of the new center at 11th and Spring. Blessing won approval last year from the state of Illinois to build that $21 million, 36,000-square-foot, two-story surgery center at 11th and Spring. The center will connect to Blessing Hospital by a sky bridge crossing 11th Street. 
Blessing says the center will have three operating rooms and three procedure rooms. They decided to build their own surgery center after Quincy Medical Group won state approval to build its own outpatient surgery center in the former Bergner's building in the Quincy Mall. That's after sharing a surgery center at 11th in Hampshire for nearly a, over a decade. Uh, that That's expected to be completed next year at the Bergner's building. Blessing will move from its current surgery center when work on the new center is completed. That should be happening around January 2022. Voters in the Fort Madison School District have approved a levy for improvements at their community school district. The district held a special election yesterday for the measure. Unofficial election results show voters approved the ballot issue 734 to 339 and nearly 2 to 1 margin. The vote establishes an annual levy of $1.34 for every $1,000 of assessed valuation for a period of 10 years. The Hannibal Board of Public Works says it could save over $600,000 from its sewer revenue bonds. Board members approved the refinancing last night during a special meeting. Interim General Manager Matthew Munzlinger said the bonds date back to 2013 when improvements were made at the wastewater treatment plant. According to Munzlinger, quote, it may allow us to hold rates steady maybe this year. Just depends on how our budget plays out. Anytime we can save money that further allows us to stable rates for our customers, end quote. Munzlinger said the savings could also be used to fund improvements to sanitary sewer projects that can't be completed due to budget constraints. Council also approved the refunding as well. That bond sale is scheduled for next, uh, rather March 17th. The city of Hannibal said contractors are about 65% finished with the city's riverfront. Black Construction recently submitted a second change order to remove additional unknown concrete foundations throughout the riverfront. That change order also calls to add chain loops to each light pole along the sidewalk. Director of Central Services Andy Dorian said that the chain loops will be used to section off portions of the riverfront for special events. The Parks Department will cover the cost of the loops as well. That change order will cost about uh, just under $26,000. If the river stays low, the riverfront could be open for business by the end of June. One northeast Missouri county is already planning ahead about what to do if it starts seeing cases of coronavirus. Scotland County Hospital said Tuesday that its employee health nurse and infection control nurse Thelma Norton has called a community meeting for next week. That meeting will be to talk about what Scotland County's health, education and government leaders should do if the coronavirus appears. The one-hour meeting will be held Monday at noon in the hospital South Library Conference Room. The hospital says the county's health department, sheriff's office, school district, ambulance district, fire department, and government leaders for both Scotland County and Memphis, along with first responders in Rutledge and Gorin, will all be there. A Missouri man and, for, and owner of a Quincy restaurant has pleaded not guilty of the shooting death of a classmate over 30 years ago. William Chris Neiman of Fulton appeared via video from the Cole County Jail Monday. He's charged with first-degree murder in the death of Greg Jones, whose body was found in June 1991 near Russellville. Jones, who was 14, was reported missing in April of that year. Nemet, who owns the Quincy Golden Corral, was his 15-year-old classmate. Probable cause statements filed when Nemet was charged last week doesn't indicate a motive. Another hearing is set for Monday to determine if Nemet will be released on bond. He's currently being held in the Cole County Jail without bond. A former Quincy man, former Adams County uh, clerk candidate who briefly provided late-night rides to Quincy bar patrons without a city taxi license back in 2010, has been arrested in St. Louis for pretending to be a police officer and trying to pull over what turned out to be an undercover police vehicle. KSDK-TV in St. Louis reports that 49-year-old Jonathan Shona Case was charged Monday with false impersonation of a law enforcement officer for an incident that happened Friday night in Midtown St. Louis. 
According to a probable cause statement, a St. Louis police sergeant was on a routine patrol in an undercover cruiser when he went to help other detectives who were following a suspected stolen vehicle. While on his way, he said the driver of a vehicle, later identified as Shona Case, activated a flashing red and blue strobe light. The officer slowed down and pulled over. As he did that, he said Shona Case then turned off the flashing lights and sped past him. It's when the police sergeant turned on his flashing emergency lights and siren and pulled over Shona Case. The officer said Shona Case told him it was the first time he tried to perform a traffic stop. Beside the look-alike flashing lights, the officer said Shona Case had the word officer with a blue line through it on his front license plate. His bond was set at $3,000 cash only. And finally, uh, as of 8 o'clock this morning, North 20th Street between Cherry and Cedar Streets in Quincy is closed to traffic through Friday. That's so a water main can be repaired in the area. You need to use an alternate travel now route on that part of North 20th. That is a look at the latest in local news. Of course, we'll have more for you throughout the afternoon right here on WTAD.com and also on our social media pages, including both Twitter and Facebook. All right. Thank you very much, sir. It's 1015. We'll take a time out. And when we come back, the plan is to talk with uh, U.S. Senate candidate, Republican candidate, Dr. Tom Tarter. We'll do that next on the News Roundtable. WTAD. Welcome back to the News Roundtable, Talk Radio 930 WTAD. Well, hopefully uh, the good doctor isn't trying to call another studio, because initially we didn't know if he would be available for this time window, and I said, well, we could pre-record for uh, another day in a different studio, and I gave him that studio's 800 number, but then, based on his schedule, we decided that uh, perhaps this doing it live would be a better fit, so I gave him the WTAD studio line and told him that Steve would be awaiting his phone call. And I talked with a couple of uh, people on his staff uh, and gave them this particular number. So we're waiting for uh, Dr. Uh, Tom Tarter, who did have an event going on before he was going to call us, so perhaps that event got extended, or I'm not sure. In any case, he will be in town uh, next Tuesday, March 10th, uh, he'll be just around the corner from the WTAD studios at the park bench. Um, I saw something about that yesterday, 6 or 6.30. Uh, he will be there along with one of the other Senate candidates in the Republican primary for uh, Senate, um, Peggy Hubbard, who's from down in Belleville. Uh, both of them will be just around the corner, like I said, on 4th Street, from the WTAD studios, just a building north from us uh, at the park bench. So if you're uh, planning uh, to come downtown and you can meet and ask him questions, uh, one of the things that I thought would be interesting to ask the doctor about, by the way, if I listed off all of his accolades, we'd never have time to actually talk uh, with him. He's quite accomplished and set all of that aside to run for office. Uh, one of the things I wanted to talk to him about was the coronavirus. Now, he is a urologist and a cancer surgeon, so he deals with oncology, but just his, as a, somewhat of the medical profession who does this dance, what, what his position would be, what his, uh, perception is of this, uh, 
COVID-19 and uh, how we're approaching it as a country or as a planet as the WHO is involved. So uh, I thought that would be an interesting thing uh, to talk to him about. Also, uh, Tom Tartar is a big proponent of term limits. And obviously with uh, Senator Durbin being in office for many, many, many uh, years, I I get that perspective. This is something that's talked about regularly here in the land of Lincoln. I have my own beefs with uh, the whole concept of term limits because I don't think the the what you get in the end is what you're hoping for. Uh, I think Missouri is living that, and we've we've talked about that on the the show before. Uh, Missouri's been dealing with term limited politicians since uh, the turn of the century. I think is when they put yeah. that uh, yeah. in into place. Um, also, one of the things that uh, Dr. Tarter is uh, very much against is um, single payer system Medi- Medicare. Uh, for all, and one of the things that he does promote is price and outcome transparency, and that's uh, also something that <clears throat> I'd hoped that we could talk with uh, the doctor uh, about, uh, because I'm curious about uh, price and outcome transparency. Uh, he also wants insurance to be able to be sold across state lines. I get that, creating more uh, competition, health savings accounts, um, Interestingly, regulatory relief on providers and hospitals. This is right in this guy's wheelhouse. He also uh, is a champion of uh, malpractice tort reform. Again, something that uh, he's very much uh, dealt with for his uh, career and something that is specifically difficult to hear in the land of Lincoln, those insurance costs for those in the medical profession, doctors, uh, quite high in the uh, in Illinois. So I, I, that was another area that uh, I, I was curious about. Also, uh, if you read his bio, the guy has adopted uh, his three children. So I uh, find it curious uh, to talk to him about why adoption, and this is also something that we bring up regularly on this show, is why is an adoption mentioned more often or, or, or at all uh, in the conversation uh, about abortion? Uh, it just does not come up. And it is a component that you could easily include uh, in that conversation. So uh, uh, term limits, I think, is, uh, again, something that he's very much uh, for. And obviously that makes sense when you're talking about potentially running against uh, Dick Durbin. There are five Republicans running in the primary uh, for the opportunity to take on the longtime sitting senator, the senior senator here in the uh, land of Lincoln. Of course, our primary here in Illinois coming up in a matter of weeks, unless, of course, you voted early, like some people here in the building have already done. And when I asked them who they voted for for the Senate primary, they were like, uh, I'm like, come on now. Maybe you should do a little bit more homework uh, before you sit down. And I think the answer I got back was whoever was first on the list, which goes ahead and lets you know why candidates like to be at the top of that list on the ballot. There's usually a a plan to, to, to get to be the first one uh, on. That's why the lucky staffer gets to camp out the night before. Yeah. Over at the uh, county board there and just wait. Yeah. So uh, some of the things and what one of the areas that I was going to tell you is uh, essentially uh, if there was anything that I missed uh, asking Dr. Tartar about that uh, you could 
uh, ask him about it yourself uh, next Tuesday when he's uh, in town just uh, across the alley uh, from the WTAD studios over at the uh, park bench. But um, apparently I'll be going there myself. And with all of these things in mind, and, and that's, you know, yes, uh, my, my plan is to, to be there just to introduce myself and say hi. But at that point in time, uh, I, I would just, you know, greet him and and then stand back and let uh, everybody else have their questions. It's not about, you know, when candidates come to town, it's not about me asking them questions, especially if they've been on the show. I, I've already had my time with them one-on-one. Mm-hmm. Let the people who are going to be, you know, doing a, a whole lot of voting have their one-on-one time with candidates. So if you see me in those settings and you're like, how come you're not pressing it more with this? This is That's for you to do as, as a uh, voter and somebody who's taking the time. Uh, to come out and, uh, you know, get face-to-face and meet these candidates. So if you see me out and you see me hanging back, that's why. Yeah. It's not because I'm an introvert, even though I think I kind of am. It's mainly because a lot of times I've already talked to these candidates one-on-one or their their groups one-on-one, and this is an opportunity for you to do it, not for you to watch me do it. You That's why you tune in each day. All right? So please know that that's, that's where my position will be next Tuesday. Uh, when Dr. Tom Tartar's in town, along with uh, Peggy Hubbard. Uh, and I believe, uh, what, Adams County Republican Party, the Tea Party, there are several groups that are uh, have gotten together to bring these candidates to town. And it's a pretty long list, and I know I'm forgetting some people right now, but... Yeah, I'm not sure about that, to be perfectly honest with My you. My apologies. So. All right, so... Uh, <laughs> you I, know how to get in touch with Quaid. Yeah. That's easy enough. Yeah. So, um, and <laughs> very good. So, with that, uh, that's really all I wanted to 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 get into. There's obviously a whole lot more. Um, if you want to find out about uh, Dr. Tom, he's uh, based out of Decatur. Uh, he's lived in state for well over well over twenty years, almost twenty five years now. Um, hang on, I'm looking up his candidacy website uh drtarter.com so d a t a r t e r.com is where you can find out more about uh Dr. Tom Tarter who who retired ended his practice so that uh, he could run and like i said he's uh, quite uh, decorated he's got uh, a lot of stuff that he's accomplished in his medical career uh it's very impressive uh so for him to set that aside as a citizen uh, because he thinks there's a need for uh, citizen uh, candidates as opposed to professional candidates. There's a, a part of me that admires that. You know, somebody who's like, look, I'm going to set aside what I do, my career, because I think we need more citizens being involved in this process as opposed to people who come out of school and go, this is what I want to do with my life is be a professional candidate. So uh, tip of the cap there to uh, Dr. Tom Tarter. Steve, do we have a line eye basketball tonight? No. <laughs> Good question. It's tomorrow night, Quade. Tomorrow. Well, thanks night. for asking. Yeah. Right. Hang on, Lee. Illini at Ohio State tomorrow night. Yeah, they finish up. They finish up with a heck of a challenging schedule. They've got yep. Ohio State, as you mentioned, and then Sunday, Iowa. Iowa. Yeah. Ooh. So. Ooh. That's a good test for the uh, for the conference tournament and then for the NCAA. Yeah, good point. Um, you've got to, and and I haven't been paying attention. Forgive me about 
Uh, I would assume the Illini are in a, a fairly safe spot when it comes to... They're half game a, out of the conference lead right now. Right. So when you talk about uh, getting a... Uh, obviously, you get oh, an yeah. automatic berth if you win the Big Ten tournament, but but if, without winning the Big Ten tournament... They've they, only got two games left. I think they're definitely in the big dance. Yeah, but that. you want to you wanna win these games, if nothing else, to improve your strength of schedule going and into the tournament. The other thing is the Hawkeyes lost last night, too. Purdue beat them. Purdue upset them last night. Michigan State won. So they're now tied with Maryland for first place in the conference. And um, like I said, they got two games left, Iowa on Sunday, and tomorrow night's Ohio State. Ohio State's ranked number 19, so yeah. no slouch there either. Yeah. A couple no. of rated teams that you're going to go up against in your final two games of the season. No, and what you guys are speaking to is the strength of the Big Ten for the most part, up and down, Northwestern, uh, you know, Aside, this is a Big Ten this yeah. year is having a pretty strong whereas, season. Whereas Mizzou, if you throw them up against a box <laughs> of wet noodles, it's like ah, they're too strong. And yet, and yet, if I remember correctly, it wasn't that long ago that Mizzou beat Illinois in the bragging rights game, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, they yeah. did this year. Yeah, yeah. And then the wheels came off yeah. in Columbia. Yeah. All right. Uh, again, Doctor Tom Tartar will be around the corner from the WTAD studios next Tuesday evening. At the park bench, along with candidate Peggy Hubbard, uh, I'll be there, so we hope to see you there as well. And we'll be back in here tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. for the Thursday edition of the News Roundtable. You should be here, too. The News Roundtable will reconvene tomorrow morning at 10.06 a.m. on AM 930 WTAD. Podcast available online at WTAD.com.